Hey guys, and welcome back to Cultured Boys, a show where two guys just want to have a chat. I'm Nathan, and as always, I'm joined by Pepe. And once again this week, we have another new guest. It is the other half of the Powered Up couple. We have Matt. Matt, welcome to our stupid show. Thank you very much for having me. So, last time with Fliss, we talked about emotions in games. And that was actually a really interesting and like tangent heavy recording. So I've got high hopes for today, Matty. I'm pretty sure you just spoke about what my thesis was in uni. I did bring that up in that record at one point. I said that it was PTSD for writing dissertations. Because that's what we all wrote about in that in that class. When we thought we were going to be talking about emotions, I didn't realize we're going to be bringing back the traumatic ones. So. <laughs> that's mainly what gaming is about. <laughs> oh. Well, this is an episode that's filled with firsts because Matt's first ever time on our show. Mm-hmm. And also the first ever time we've had a guest that didn't have a topic they wanted to talk about. So we have to come up with something. <laughs> I'm easy. I do whatever. You just go nah. like, hey, Matt, do this thing. And I'll get on it. <laughs> I don't even know what like I'm I'm the worst at picking games as well for streaming so <laughs> to be fair mate we chose this topic because I think like both of us have been to your house and we can we can see what you got in there bro and <laughs> well, not just that like even in games there I don't I can't think of anyone else I know that is better suited to this topic than you exactly so we've gone for the topic of collecting in and outside of games for uh, this guy. We're, we're all weebs, aren't we? So <laughs> how dare you? I think <laughs> <laughs> we're all uh, not fully mentally grown adults that have too much disposable <laughs> okay. income. I, I feel like you were trying to find a nicer way of saying that, Nathan, and just went for a more insulting one. Uh, <laughs> I think, that, I think I'd rather it. just go with weebs. Yeah. <laughs> Let's uh, let's let's not sugarcoat it, you know. <laughs> well, that, that's saying something if weebs is sugarcoating something. I know, right? <laughs> really when is it. that ever the sugarcoat? But, <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, like Nathan said, we're gonna be talking about stuff in and outside of games, like whatever we like collecting, whatever it be, Pokemon cards, some mad Pokemon themselves, like in games, not real life Pokemon. I don't think they're genetically ready yet, are they? <laughs> I don't know. I've yeah. I've still been testing, but nothing's come of it yet. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I don't know about you guys, mm-hmm. but at least me personally recently, even though we're talking about collecting, I haven't been collecting a whole lot, but that's because I finally got to that point where I'm like, I actually have no space. Yeah, I can't I'd... collect anymore <laughs> without getting rid of something. I, I don't know, I feel like, because I, I, I like, I'll f- stumble across something and I'm like, oh, this would look really cool. And then I'll be like, where am I putting this? And then that's, like, that's kind of like the afterthought at some point. It depends on what, how much I want this product versus where the fuck can I keep it? <laughs> See, I'm the opposite. I just go, hey, I bought this thing. Oh, there's nowhere. <laughs> so, so when you do like, what, what is your like process? Like, oh crap, I need to put this somewhere. Do you take stuff out and replace it, or do you just find? I don't know, more room somehow, just cram it on somewhere. Like, what is your process? It's one of those ones where, like, it becomes a case of, I'll have stuff out and about for quite a while, and then all of a sudden I'll be like, right, time for a change-up, let's uh, swap everything out. Okay, yeah. Like, I used to have all my Amiibos, uh, you know, those old collectibles, uh, on a shelf, and now I've only got, like, two or three of them that I actually like. Yeah. Uh, So it's almost like cutting it down bit by bit and going, actually, I do like having this on display, don't so much like having that on display. Mm -hmm. That's kind of how I work it in terms of real world. I mean, I've got a house full of crap, so. Yeah. 
<laughs> that's like the perfect way to describe collecting stuff after a while and it? it's just like i've just got lots of crap <laughs> <laughs> see i end up like i feel like a lot of my stuff i end up stacking things <laughs> oh mate yeah so the, the thing I've, i have a problem with right now is that i've got a bookshelf in my living room and <laughs> um, that is like f- that that's like full of switch and playstation games and slowly but surely that that shit's like filling up a lot more than it used to especially with like i don't know switch is like pretty much like well in its stride right now loads of games coming out for that ps4 had loads of and i'm slowly getting more and more ps5 games but the thing is with that slowly but surely everything's filling up and like it's getting a little bit on top of me. It's like, okay, I need to, and literally, figuratively and literally, it's literally getting on top. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, everything's piling up and it's just becoming a bit stressed. And like, I, I'm trying to fi- figure out whether I need to buy more shelving to put these things <laughs> or, or do I need a new place to live? <laughs> That's where the bigger problem starts, right? Is because you're like, you fill up one whole thing, one whole storage unit whatever it may be of stuff right and then you're like cool i want more stuff and i've got some more space do i buy more <laughs> furniture to fill up with more shit or do i stop and be a responsible adult and i never picked the second option that's how i got to where i am but like <laughs> i've got like three bookshelves in here yeah the only thing that doesn't have stuff on it is my desk but that's because i had to make the conscious decision not to clutter my desk with shit I've gone the opposite way. I've literally just gone. Oh yeah, I know you. You, your desk is like more knickknacks and tat than computer. Actual like computer setup. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, I've got a bookshelf, two like nice little display things on the wall, and then another just shelf of knickknacks. But the bookshelf. The only books that are on it are ones from D and D. Other than that, like the bottom level of it is all board games, and I have so many board games. I've collected board games as well. <laughs> that's a real problem. Wow, um, yeah. I have boxes even... of board games that I just haven't played. <laughs> like which which were like kind of ones? Like so, when you say you have a ton of board games, like, approximately how many? Like and what ones? So I've got one called Etherfields, which I actually kickstarted, and I've never gotten to play yet, and that's huge. Mm-hmm. Um, Betrayal at House on the Hill. Uh, counting on hands and fingers, I run out of hands, uh, like fingers and toes. So probably about thirty, maybe forty, if you include all the little card games and stuff like that as well. Jeez, yeah, it just builds up. Jeez, that is a lot. That is way loads. Like they take up space. That's the one thing with those kind of board games as well. Like because they they come in such massive boxes, so you got to find the places for those. You can't even have them in display, really. Like I swear, you got to like put them somewhere, right? Have you ever seen pictures of other people's like board game collections? Like sometimes it's like for some people's collections, they need like a whole nother room or whole nother house or something just for the board games. That's like how much space some of these things take up. It's kind of insane. Yeah. Yeah. You see, you see like the people that have got like literally a wall and I do mean a full wall of just board games and it's like... <laughs> See, like, the only time I've ever seen something like that that I'm kind of like, oh, I wish I could... It's like, you know, you see those, like, people who collect, like, retro video games and stuff, and they've got, like, the whole room. Oh, it's no, it's yeah. literally, like, floor-to-ceiling bookshelves yeah. with the games and all the boxes and the mint-condition consoles and stuff, and I'm like, man, that's, like, weird nerd goals. But at the same time, <laughs> I also don't want that life because that just sounds like a nightmare. Also, it looks incredibly expensive. Yeah, definitely. I think 
my my favorite kind of setups I've seen are kind of like um was uh you know the guy that uh, created Bayonetta I can't remember is it Kagi Kagiyama oh yeah Kamiya yeah. Kimia, Kimia, that was it, my bad. And uh, Sakurai. When you see their setups, you fucking just see it. Like, it looks so fucking stylish. Like, they've done it in a really stylish way. In the way that, like, it, they have, like, every single console basically there. Yeah, I remember Sakurai's from the uh, directs when he was doing them at home and how that looked. Yeah. Like, his, his place looked clean. If no. you know, <laughs> proper, it's proper like, nice. <laughs> it's like, you know, like, when you, like, see a picture, like, oh, yeah, what's a gamer's collection look like? You just think of, like, shit, it's just everywhere. There's, like, <laughs> There's it, like everything's busy clutter, but like that is so fucking Murray Kondo the shit out of. The fact See, that- I feel like that's something that comes with age, though. Like you know, when you get a bit older, you're like, nah, it needs to look cleaner than that. Because you know, when you like start collecting shit and you're a bit younger, you're like, eh, this it goes here, that's fine. Because mm. you're you're just gonna collect more shit, but then you get to a point where you've got too much shit, and you're like, right, I need to make this look nice now because this this cannot stand. It's like mm-hmm. with like cable management and shit, you know, like yeah, I'll share that. I'm so bad at cable management. Oh, mate, I'm still at that point where I'm still trying to learn. Like, I've just got a mess of spaghetti underneath my desk. Like, you can see all the cables go into this one thing. The only reason it looks kind of neat is because my new desk, my cousin helped me build it, and he, he like, cut a little thing, and he got one of those, like, desk flap thingies. Oh, yeah, the ones where you, like, pop it through at the back. Yeah, literally. That's as clean as it looks, so the top of the desk doesn't look too bad, but you look underneath, and it is just... The horrendous mess of <laughs> loose cables and spaghetti, like it is just ugly as shit. <laughs> God, I think with my with, obviously, like as I said, I don't have like a PC setup or anything, but like behind my TV in my living room, like it looks quite decent. It doesn't look too messy, but it's when you look behind the TV, there's a, there's a bit of space in the corner. You look behind there, it's absolute fucking carnage. <laughs> it's literally, <laughs> like, the thing is, when I have stuff on my display, like I have in my office right now, it comes in packages. Sometimes the boxes look re- really nice or like, oh, I might want to keep that at some point. But I'd, I've run out of space underneath my bed and there's, I don't really have, want to have it on display in my office either. So it's like the void at the back of the TV. So, so every, every oh, like collectible we've... box just goes behind the TV. It's out of sight, out of mind. We, we all got that kind of fucking thing, right? Pepe, you've been to my place before. You know, on top of my wardrobe is where I fucking put all my uh, boxes. Yeah. And like up there, I'm looking at it right now and it is just like, a decade plus worth of boxes of just shit. <laughs> All sorts of fucking old loot crates from back when that was a thing. Like my automaton packaging, my switch box. Like I got all sorts of shit up there. Like, uh, see, fully enough packaging uh, wise, I don't collect packaging. I literally throw it out. But Fliss is really big on like, oh, this box is really nice, and I'm like, it's a box. For me, it's not that I'm like, <laughs> oh, the box is nice. I'm like, at some point, I might move. Yeah, and. I don't like the idea that I'm just going to have to wrap this thing up <laughs> and hopefully it survives in the move. So I'm like, uh, maybe if I put it back in its box, it might survive a little better. That's kind of my thoughts as well. Like, it's kind of like, oh, if I ever need to, like, put this um, put something away or, like, if I need to, if I want to have it on display, but I want to minimize on, like, space or whatever, sometimes I can put it in the box and, like, have it somewhere else. It's that kind of mentality. Like, it depends on what the collectible is at the end of the day. For example, the, remember when Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee came out? Yeah. There was the Pokeball controller. Yep. Yeah. Like, so I've kept the box for that just in case I need to. I don't even know where the fuck that Pokeball <laughs> controller is right now. It, it <laughs> see, used to be here. See, I know where the Pokeball controller is. I have no idea where the box would be. I'm like, Matt, <laughs> I have no idea where the box is. Probably up on the wardrobe somewhere, to be fair. 
Oh, but that's behind my TV. I think I brought it down to, like, because I lived in London for a little bit over lockdown. Uh, I think, like, I might have just left the Pokeball there because I really wanted to use it at one point. <laughs> and now it's just, yeah. Uh... <laughs> Good for cosplay. Um... <laughs> I have no idea where that is. Okay, yeah. <laughs> it's worrying me now. It's like, the, you know those things you wake up at, like, three o'clock in the morning and you think, what the fuck is that? You're like, wait a minute, that was 60 quid and I don't know where it is. Yeah, it's, it's literally that. It's, that was money. And like, oh. The only thing that haunts me like that is one year for Christmas, Pepe got me this Goku figure or statue and I really loved it. But because of the fucking boxes on the wardrobe, I'm pretty sure I told Pepe this already. Mm-hmm. So one day I was like going into my wardrobe and I heard a box fall. Mm-hmm. I thought nothing of it. Then I look at the bookshelf right underneath it, and uh, this statue was Goku at the 23rd World Martial Arts Tournament when they meet him for the first time after he grew up. So, you know, he's got, like, the blue the blue jacket and, like, the turban and the umbrella. Yeah. The fucking umbrella got hit by the box and just is broken. Oh. Oh, shit. No, you haven't told me this. That's cool. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, so it's Goku not- is fine. Oh, yeah, yeah. But, like... It's the flimsy part that you can't... Yeah. Well, also, like, the umbrella made the figure because Goku's, like, floating. It's, like, him moving. And the umbrella is part of the whole thing. The umbrella, to me, was what made the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And it's been fucking broken for so long that I'm, like... That haunts me because I couldn't, I couldn't bring myself to get rid of the thing. Yeah. Because it was a Christmas gift. Pepe got it for me. And I was, like, the only way I get rid of it is if I replace it. Mm. But I've not found another one for a decent price. And so I just have this fucking Goku with a broken umbrella... I tried to fix it with super glue and shit. It didn't work. Uh, and like, I've just been staring at it for like a year plus. <laughs> just being like, how do I break this to Pepe? <laughs> I stare at it all the time and I'm so heartbroken because I'm like, that's actually one of my favorite collector pieces. Oh, man. Like I, I used to look at it and be like, man, this is a cool figure or f- statue. And now it's just every time I'm like, God, I hate myself for putting all the fucking boxes on the fucking wardrobe. <laughs> God damn it. Uh, no, I do get that. I completely get that. It's it's heartbreaking because obviously when you have a figure that you like and it's fucking broken, you're like, fuck me. Like, I want to have it on display still. But like with me, like I I had a very similar experience when I was at uni first year. I bought um, an Eneru from One Piece uh, figure. Like a, it, you know, the really collectible ones, the POP figures. Yeah, yeah. It was out. So it didn't have the box with it, but it, had, it was in the um, like laminate casing okay weirdly enough so it didn't have the proper box but it's outside a box and it's 50 quid so i was like it looks really good and it's like a high quality figure i'll get that so i got it and i put it in display when i was at uni and i came back one day and the thing overbalanced oh and so it fell down and annoyingly the figure is still there but uh the foot broke off oh that's a hard one again the super glue has kind of solved it but my problem with that is but you know I just can't, I, like, I have the fear of actually putting it back up again. Yeah, just in case it happens again. Because this thing just overbalanced. Like, that's the thing, that you couldn't just stand up, it just literally fell. Like, even though it was on the stand and everything, it was on the standee that they give you. Like, it just fell. Ah, oh, that sucks, man. Um, I'm trying to think. I definitely have a few, because I had, um, when I was first in uni, I uh, changed houses after, like, the first uh, term. Mm. And... Uh, when I say that basically they're like, oh, you're leaving, we're just going to... I was in Manchester, obviously, living down in London, and I'd moved, gone to Manchester for Christmas. And when I came back down, they were like, oh, yeah, because you were moving out, we just shoved a ton of your stuff in bin bags. And I was like, oh, thanks for that. And a ton of stuff went either missing or got broke. 
Oh shit. Oh, that sucks. But the one that the one that really I still have it and it's um I've, I actually bought it when you were there, Nate, uh, like at my first Comic Con in uh, in London. When I got you remember the sword from Heroes? Yeah. I still have mine. And you got like the stand with it and I still have mine, but you know the uh, wrapping around the handle. Yeah. It's all broken away. Oh, that sucks. Oh, bro. And it's, yeah. So I'd, I would love to have that on display, uh, like my Master Sword. But um, yeah, I can't. <laughs> I just can't bring myself to, because I could fix it, but it would never look right. Do you know what I mean? Like every time I've like wrapped it myself and been like. Yeah, you have that knowledge, don't you? Yeah. It's just not right anymore. Well, it's also like you said, it's because you have the knowledge, you know, like no one else, everyone else will look at that and be like, oh, that's cool. But like you have the knowledge and that's what gets you. That's what eats away at you. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. At the end of the day, because you're just like, ah, it was perfect until this thing, and I had to fix it. Yeah. Plus, after the first series, it was a terrible TV show. So, um. <laughs> <laughs> For, I, I'd argue third, it got quite mid. Like. <laughs> <laughs> third, it was okay-ish. Um, yeah, but... and then after that, it was like, oh no. Oh, there was no point after that. <laughs> nah, I, I gave up. I gave. <laughs> but yeah. I'm not gonna lie, mine is still pretty good. Rub it in, why don't you? <laughs> I mean, like, <laughs> my bad. Whatever. But I like, I look at it and I'm like, that's cool. But some things I look at my collection now and I'm like, oh, fucking hell, what a waste. Why did I buy that? Yeah, I do that. Mm. I definitely do that. And that's the stuff that goes up into the loft. Oh, mate, it, that's the kind of stuff I'm like, I don't normally sell stuff, but I might sell that. But then I'm also like, who the fuck wants that? <laughs> yeah, it is so true. <laughs> Like it's gonna be worth nothing. I'm gonna get nothing back for it. I'm like, ugh. Now I'm just stuck with this tat. There's a lot. There's a lot of things I feel like, um, like especially in my collection where I had back home, like when I was a teenager, my room kind of stayed intact for a long time. But my parents are like, oh, you don't really live here anymore, so we're gonna make it into a guest room. And I was like, yeah, that's fine. So a lot of my stuff is just about in places. But like, there's a <laughs> lot of it which I could go through. I'd be like, I really don't need this. Why did I buy this? But like you said, Nathan, like it's. I would sell it, but who the fuck would want this? And if it, even if I did sell it, it's going to be worth a quid. Yeah, it'll be a fraction of what you spent. And that's yeah. what hurts more than anything is that you're like, I know how much this was worth when I bought it. Yeah. But there's no way anyone's going to buy it for that. Like, yeah. That's like one of those, like, you know, like online advertisements that's like serious offers only. I know what I have. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, okay. But yeah. I think one of the worst ones that I'm for now. And I think anyone that plays D and D can agree with this is dice. <laughs> I'm a really big like yeah. I've I, this year I'm like trying to get into making my own dice. That's how much I like dice. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, cool. Oh my god. Um. So I think that's a big one as well. It's just and and believe me, you lose dice like no one's business. Oh, I mean that kind of makes sense. They're like yeah, small objects that you fucking throw, and of course <laughs> at some point they're gonna like roll somewhere that you can't get to or whatever or they disappear i i swear sometimes things disappear into like a black hole that you didn't know was there <laughs> oh when you when you're playing with other people as well like sometimes they look so similar to each other that you're like oh that's clearly my dice and it's not but you don't know and the other person's like yeah that's clearly your dice not mine because <laughs> <laughs> i've definitely got other people's dice i'm sure they've got mine <laughs> <laughs> it's memories <laughs> <Like them. laughs> um so with the dice thing out of curiosity like you say you collect a lot of dice is that true yeah so um so you start off with obviously your basic sets of like seven mm. they're called polyhedral dice set of seven different dice in a ton of different styles but like i've got gem dice i've got metal dice i've got more than one set of metal dice actually yeah i've got specific 
personal made dice. <laughs> like where I've gone on like Etsy or something like that and been like, that's a cool set. I want one of those for me. Dang. That kind of thing. So yeah, it's it's pretty it's pretty addictive. On a scale, like, because that's the thing, because uh, it's kind of like, like, when you think about it, it's kind of like trainer collecting. You can buy like an average pair of trainers, but you can get like some really cool limited edition, like really cool trainers. Is, this same, is there a similar concept with dice in the fact you can get some cheap ass dice and then... I would say, yeah. What's the most expensive dice you can get? Uh oh, there there are sets you can get that cost like but they're literally cut from gems. Yeah. Okay. You can be looking in like hundreds for like really like precious dice kind of thing, like precious gem dice. Mm. But by that point I'd argue why bother cuz you're going to be too scared to fucking use those shortly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like for me, you can, you can get a set for like 5 quid. Do you know what I mean? Of of seven dice. Yeah. Yeah. And they work fine. Like, it's not like they don't work. <laughs> they still work the same as every other dice. But when you play in a game like D&D or something, or role-playing games, tabletop role-playing games, mm. uh, you start getting really superstitious because if you start rolling a dice and it always rolls badly, you're like, I'm never using that dice again, which means I need to replace that dice. Ah, okay, yeah. <laughs> I never thought of it like that, but like... It's... Okay, I, I know that for sure. I used to watch like D&D on YouTube and they were always like swapping dice out because they're like, nah, that one's cursed. That yeah. one's got the bad juju. Like, <laughs> I'm only rolling ones. Get that out of here. Get the next set in. Speaking of though, like we've been talking about a lot of collecting to do with the real world. What about video games? Because I know that's one of the major ones that you brought me in on. <laughs> yeah. So the reason I wanted to bring Matt on is because, again, out of anyone I know, most of us are like, oh, yeah, there's some collectibles. If I happen to come across one whilst I'm playing, I'll pick it up. But we don't often like go out searching for them. Matt is honestly one of the only people I know who's like completionist in that way. Mm. And I just kind of... Yeah, twice I've collected all the feathers for uh, Assassin's Creed 2. <laughs> yeah, see, like, I, it's stuff like that. And I've, I don't think I've ever tried to really get to the bottom of why you do that. And I, I just think <laughs> this is like, not, not in a bad way, but I've always just been interested in like the mindset of like completionists in that sense because i just don't get it like to me i have the intention to do it but as soon as i start doing it i'm like no nah, this is a ball like i'm not doing it so for me it's definitely a case of it is a case by case i wouldn't say every single game i ever go into i'm like i'm collecting everything in this it does depend on if i enjoy the game because if i hate the game why am i going to spend more time playing it do you know what i mean logical yeah makes sense yeah but to me it's sometimes it's just a case of if i really love a game i want to complete it 100 percent to show how much i love that game even though no one else sees it do you know what i mean like it's just to me it's like wow i like this game so much i want it to be 100 percent done so i can say i've done that game i can understand that yeah no okay that makes sense like i've i have done that once or twice but it's like had to have been a really good game yeah, but then there's sometimes just, like, I pick up a collectible and I'm like, ooh, this is an interesting set of collectibles. I will go and collect all of these things. Especially, and I, I will say, especially when it comes to stuff where it's like, collect everything, get something at the end. Mm. Uh, I'm massive on that, like... Oh, God, yeah. Fair enough. But, I mean, that makes sense, because it's like, for all your hard work, here's your reward. Whereas, like, you know, some of the collectibles are just like, oh, you did it, and there was nothing. <laughs> yeah, like, that's it. Like, why would you... <laughs> why would you want to do like with Pokemon, where you collect them all and you get a certificate um, <laughs> that you can't print off, and you take a picture of it and send your friends, Pepe. Um. <laughs> literally, wow, get called out, man. For, con for context, this literally happened about, was it three hours ago? <laughs> <laughs> Put it in the WhatsApp group. Well, I got that certificate. But uh, you get a shiny charm, though, and that's, that's the payoff, right? <laughs> 
You yeah, get the shinies. You get the yeah. shinies. Oh, and and yeah, literally, yeah, yeah. literally, about an hour later, I forget that fucking got a shiny Heracross, didn't I? <laughs> yeah, nice pink Heracross. Are you ever going to use it? Yeah, it's in my party right now. Yeah. I'm training up. I'm literally training <laughs> up. I w- I'm literally... Yeah, but like, are you gonna now going to get a shiny Pokedex? Like, are you going to collect everything shiny now? Nah, absolutely not. No, <laughs> absolutely not. Well, then, like, so what's the point? I want to collect my favorites that are shinies. Because right now, I'm in the area of Scarlet and Violet, where there's a shit ton of pseudo-udos, right? And I'm definitely, most definitely going to try and find, emphasis on the try, um, a... Shiny shooter Buddha. Like, should I, should I, should I, a shiny shooter Buddha. God. A shiny shooter Buddha. He's so excited he can't even say I'm it. Going, I'm going to do it. This, this, I've been doing this all day looking for this fucking shiny sh- <laughs> you're so, shiny you're so con- <laughs> I, Like, bruh. It's, a, it, it's like a minor tongue twister. <laughs> shiny shooter Buddha. <laughs> uh, I was just going to say, I think the most recent thing where I've done like a massive collectathon. Yeah, Red Dead Redemption Two, because I stopped playing that uh, at a certain point because I got very depressed. I hate when animals die in games. Uh, I'll just put it that way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but I went about and I literally found every collectible, every hat I could wear, every mask I could wear, every th- every gun, every weapon, uh, to the point where I was like, "Oh, it's really cool that I've got all this stuff." And I'm like, "I only wear like one outfit and one hat." <laughs> um, so there's no point in it but like it's kind of like what you said though like um in the way that like if you love a game so much sometimes you will just do the most mundane things just keep keep playing it at some points yeah like i find that like at times anyway yeah it's just well everyone's surely done it at least once right like you just had that one game that you're like i can't put it down and there's nothing else to do but like i just want to keep existing in this like world for a little bit longer yeah, yeah. I think like God, the first. Uh, well, I say the first God of War, the like God of War, War remake, twenty eighteen. Yep, yep. Uh, yeah, twenty eighteen God of War. That was one where I was like trying to completion it same before the final boss, like trying to fight the uh, Valkyrie Queen before the final boss. Funny enough, the new one is also one I'm. I finished the main story, and I'm actually gonna <laughs> go back once I'm completely done with Pokemon to like do all the side missions at least like i'm not yeah i probably won't go for the collectibles but like i do actually just <laughs> want to be in that game some more guess what i'll do <laughs> i'll get all the collectibles i'll get a guide up the thing is i i will search for them but eventually i will just be like i need a guide because <laughs> okay because that was like that was gonna be like my next question because you know some people are like purists mm-hmm. they're like no i will find it just by sheer luck or whatever determination i go purist to a point because there's definitely games where collectibles it's it's it it does annoy me but i understand why they do it is where it's like oh it's locked uh if you don't get it at this one point you can never get it you never get to complete that that thing yeah that is yeah worth coming to mind uh stick of truth south park the chimp pokemon in that there's like three chimp pokemon that if you don't get them during a specific mission locked out and you can't then 100 percent the game at all dang because yeah because you need to like because that is just a collect a lot game as well anyway um but you need to like collect all the chim pokemon to get the chim pokemon ceo as a friend on whatever they call their (laughs) facebook thing to get an achievement (laughs) for that do you know what i mean yeah uh i think it's called like bigger than lenin or something like that or more popular than lenin but if you don't get one of those chim pokemon then that's it you're you're stuck at like 98 percent and I think that really does my head in as well. It's like, if I'm very close to finishing <laughs> a game, unless it's got multiplayer stuff on it, I will say, because multiplayer trophy hunting is just killer. It's not fun. 
<laughs> I think I did it once for, I think you might have, like, it wasn't even Trophy Hunt. I think I did multiplayer Portal 2, I think it was. Well, that's different though, because that's a two-player co-op game thing. Where whereas, like, you get your games like yeah, yeah, like you know, when you want to complete like all the levels, kind of. Thing. Yeah, like if it's competitive. Yeah. Like actual, oh, well, compare a competitive multiplayer like achievement. I do hate you know, like sometimes you get that game that's just like so good. You're like, cool. I do want to get the platinum or the hundred <laughs> percent. But then it's like, oh, by the way, you need to play the online multiplayer that you didn't know we have. Complete, like, 200 online battles or yeah. something like that. <laughs> you need to have done, like, 500 hours, like, prestige a million times or whatever it is called in whatever game it is. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. do all of these get, like, this many kills with this weapon and that weapon and all the weapons is uh, there's so many, like, hurdles in that. You're like, you literally want me to be playing this for the rest of my life. <laughs> I like it, but not that much. In a game called Tom Clancy's Ghost Recon Advanced Warfighter, you had to be top of the leaderboard in the multiplayer to get that achievement. Oh, fuck off. Wait, really? Yeah, to get an achievement. Fucking hell. Fuck that shit, man. That's bollocks. Yeah, that is not fun. And the thing is, right, yeah, if you were like the first person on that game ever, sorted, no worries. Yeah. Yeah. But it's still going out. And the thing is, no matter how good a game is, eventually if it's got online stuff like that eventually the server goes down absolutely yeah eventually they go we're not making enough money anymore shutting that server down and then again you're locked out of it you're not going to get that achievement done and that's why i kind of i kind of ignore multiplayer ones like there's definitely times when it's like like in overwatch i'll be like oh yeah i want i want to get this achievement because i play this character all the time but even then some of them are absolutely atrocious on that so (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Like Zenyatta, yeah, get five kills in five seconds while using your Discord orb, and it's like, oh, yeah, that's easy. Not. No. Wait, bloody hell, man. That... <laughs> it's, it's, not, it's not like five seconds, but it is a really short time timer on it. Like, I think it's five kills in 15 seconds, something like that, where you assist with it. That's a really tight window, though. Yeah. and Yeah. You basically better hope the whole other team's there and you're just swapping it off and someone's killing them whilst you're doing it. It's got to be, yeah. Exactly. But even then, you got to think, you got to be, they've got to be all like minimal health. Yeah. Uh, so they are literally like a shot away from death and you can just go Discord Orb and they die and Discord Orb and they die. You literally, it's, it's so many factors that have to go into that. Even that one thing, like, bruh. Anyone that has that achievement, hands down, amazing. But at the same time, screw you. <laughs> Well, amazing, or you have incredible luck. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, fuck that. Yeah. Screw you for having the luck that I want to have for that. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> fuck it now. But yeah, and I think I think collecting in games did spawn for me from Pokemon. I will say because I I played the original. Because <laughs> um, out of red and blue, I chose red, mm. even though my favorite color is blue. <laughs> Weird like that. <laughs> I like the lizard on the front. Um. Uh, oh, freaking, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> overhyped lizard. Okay, yeah, carry the on. overhyped lizard. Yeah. Hey, come on, come on. He is. It's He's over, so overhyped. 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 It's overhyped as fuck, man. You're just saying that because yours wasn't even here. So, hey, it was there somewhere? Yeah, not till way later. Wait, wait watch. It was yours Venusaur? Venusaur, of course. Yeah, best boy. Uh, technically, it was the original because it was uh, originally green and blue, wasn't it? Green, green, red and green, red and green, red and green. Yeah. So technically, it was the original. Blastoise wasn't on there originally. Yeah. See, but then it was like, eh, it's so lame. We're we're gonna go with the other one. 
No one picked this Pokemon, even though we put it on the box. So uh... <laughs> <laughs> No one likes this fucking frog with a flower on its back. It fucking came back though, didn't it? Leaf green, motherfuckers. Where's the fucking, <laughs> I don't know, water blue or whatever. Yeah, they just they just felt bad for it. Yeah, fucking, yeah, whatever, man. <laughs> Leaf green, motherfucker. <laughs> hey, I'm not complaining. My favorite was still there and has lasted the time. <laughs> so... Anyway, Matt, what was he talking about? <laughs> <laughs> it's it's kind of connected from from gaming into real life collection because mm. uh, obviously playing through that game when you're a kid, you find your favorites. And I know parents didn't fully understand what it was, but at the same time, they can tell when the kid's into something. And I got a, a Pikachu plush um, that I had for years um, to the point that I remember off the top of my head, it had a scratched eye, uh, like because you know it had like the highlight in the eye of the the white, and one of the eyes had gotten scratched, and obviously it had removed that um and that was one of the things that i lost during uh the move like in my first after my first term of uni oh man oh uh and i was i was sad i was distraught that yeah and then i came back to manchester and it must have been uh about two years after i moved back after uni and i went to the manchester comic-con up here and um i literally found the same plush with the same missing highlight in the eye wow and immediately just bought it (laughs) <laughs> like didn't question anything wait so it literally yeah i've still got it it goes like it's one of the ones that goes on my christmas tree and stuff like that oh okay on top of my um bookshelf with all the other pokemon plushes that we have oh. uh yeah so that's but that's one of those things where it was like i think that even obviously during university nate you know i used to do collecting in, in games anyway and stuff like that but yeah you've you've been doing this for a long time <laughs> yeah that that kind of almost reignited a, ch- a sense of like collecting something and then you know when you lose something and then you collect it again yeah as weird as that sounds so it's like it's almost like if your broken dragon ball statue all of a sudden you you found it and it was perfect for some reason do you know what i mean even though it wasn't perfect to me it was perfect cause it was exactly what i'd lost yeah i think that reignited my want to just complete stuff as well it was like that was part of my collection and now i have an issue with throwing stuff away <laughs> <laughs> well i mean that's how we all become collectors is because we we have an issue with throwing stuff away <laughs> <laughs> Because, like, you know, some collectors, they'll buy stuff and then to make room, they get rid of some stuff. And to those people, I I actually rate you because you're willing to part with things. Mm. Yeah, I just, I've never bought myself to be able to part with. Even if I've got something mint condition, I know it could get more money than what I paid for it because it's just like one of those kind of things. Mm. I'm still like, no, but this is mine. Like, (laughs) if you want one, you can buy it from someone else, but not mine. Is that part of, partially, though, is part of that the memory of buying it yourself as well, though? Does that does that crop up like you're like I remember buying this because I did this or uh... no no for me it's literally just like no this is mine <laughs> this is my item and it shall not leave my possession until I die goblin mentality yeah mm. pretty much I mean by this point it mine. sounds more like I'm a hoarder than a collector but <laughs> do you like if someone bought you something like do you feel feel like it has more value than something you'd buy yourself in that sense then sometimes I do. Yeah, I would agree with that. I think it's got more value if someone else has bought it. Yeah. Well, because it's the sentimental value, isn't it? Like, someone gave it to you, and depending on who it is, like, it might have more value. Because, like, the Goku statue, I'm like, well, Pepe bought it for me. One of my closest friends bought me this thing for Christmas, Mm. right? So, like, I hold a lot of value in that, even though it might not be worth much monetarily. But emotionally, I hold a lot of, like, you know, a lot of value in that. Yeah. Mm. Especially now that it's partially broken. (sighs) 
just keeps bringing it back to that, doesn't he, Pepe? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> just it really hurts, okay? It, it, that is, oh, thank you. Thank you for showing that you care. <laughs> no, I like it really much. It broke, but I like it. <laughs> um, <laughs> it broke when I was throwing it in the trash, but I like it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think another thing that just triggers collection is obviously... I don't know if you guys have ever gotten this when someone's when someone's gotten you something and then all of a sudden you're like you look at it and you're like oh there's more to this oh I have done that with another <laughs> Christmas present I've definitely done that before <laughs> yeah I, I, another friend got me a different uh, at the time it was uh, when Super and Resurrection F just came out and I was obsessed with Super Saiyan Blue and a friend got me a Goku Super Saiyan Blue statue. And I was like, oh, man, this is so awesome. And then I found out there was a Vegeta that goes with it. <laughs> and I have been looking for that forever. I think I've been looking for about four years and I haven't seen it for a decent price. So I just never picked it up. And the longer I leave it, the harder it is to get. Because I think <laughs> it is one of those where they stop manufacturing it after a while. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm like kind of forever stuck in that sense. Does that leave you with some kind of emptiness? <laughs> as bad as it sounds and as bad as that question came out kind of yes yeah. in a way you know like it's not so much emptiness but you know when you're just like ah i know it's incomplete yeah i just know yeah it's like having a jigsaw and not having the last piece exactly right you're you're like it's cool that i have the goku but it'd be cooler <laughs> like goku and vegeta stand together and like it's like uh it's there's no vegeta so it feels a little like off mm. even though i don't have any space for vegeta but i still want it one of the few that i can think of like that is uh and it wasn't me that bought this this was fliss and it was the um persona funko pops because you know they only brought out like joker morgana panther and um i just know it was ryuji skull <laughs> um I think he's called Skull, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah he's yeah. Skull. Because I play Persona all the time, obviously. It's <laughs> <laughs> a very contrast to the last episode. I know, right? <laughs> but yeah, carry on, carry on. But she literally, like, she got three of those and then searched for ages for the last one. Because uh, she was just like, I need to complete that. And I, I, I understood. And it was me that was like, hey, I found this. And she was like, you can buy it now. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I think uh, that's part of it as well for me now is... Um, Making sure that, because because she also collects stuff, obviously, because we're all weebs here. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, we're all uh, people that collect stuff and haven't quite grown up, as Nathan would put it. Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, it's also like making sure that she has stuff that she wants and wants to collect. Like one, one of my favorite things we've got, and this is purely from like uh, the Pokemon trading card game. Uh, you know, you could get like the Pokeballs that had like three packs of like card like yeah oh what are the, t the tin kind of ones yeah like the little tin pokeballs yeah yeah we've got a one two three literally in my front room we've got a premier ball uh, a heel ball a great ball an ultra ball a pokeball a quick ball so you're trying to collect all of those oh my goodness and a heavy ball those are the only ones that i've seen so far i've never seen a master ball one but that's so good for storage as well because <laughs> 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 whenever my headset needs charging or anything like that I put like the little USB, because obviously it's a wireless headset, I put the little uh, USB stick into one of them, because I know it's there then. It's like one of the few things that I've got. Okay, hey, I've collected these, and they've been useful to collect. <laughs> At least they got some use, because I know some people probably would just have those <laughs> and not put anything in it and just look at them like, yeah, look at my Pokeball tins. They're so <laughs> <Yeah>. cool. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. You know what I mean? Like, 
I mean, they had a reason to be bought in the first place, as you know, with the Pokemon cards. <laughs> they were needed. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there was that, but at least at least you're, like, reusing them. Yeah. Mm. I know, because lots of people probably wouldn't have. They <laughs> either throw them away or they just have them there and they're like, yeah, I did a thing. We've got, like, three of them on a little side table and then in front of my TV, because it sounds really like I've got tons of money and stuff, but I don't. <laughs> in front of my TV, I've got an Ultra Ball and a Great Ball, and in front of her, she's got the Premier Ball and the Heel Ball. Oh, yeah. So it's just like, you know, little things that we can put stuff into. And I think stuff like that, stuff that's collectible but also useful afterwards is really good. I mean, as much as I love figures and dandies and Pokemon cards and stuff like that Mm. uh, and swords, which have no use after you buy them other than to be displayed. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Uh, (laughs) I've got like three swords and I'm like, yeah, rubber comes in here. I'm going to show you my collection. Uh, <laughs> not in a cool way I'll be like look at this this is cool right uh, um, it's like, not sharp but I'll cut you it's not meant for battle whatsoever but <laughs> it's like that whole thing of like it's the old adage in it like where the weaves like oh when the world ends I'm gonna be so cool I'm gonna walk around in a duster and a katana and it's like no you're probably gonna be a zombie in like five seconds yeah you are not gonna use that sword at unless all. That you've got a whetstone to sharpen that sword with yeah. you're fucked wow <laughs> Wow, that's like it's like deja vu. That's from last record with Fliss. Really? <laughs> yeah, we did actually talk about fucking swords and, <laughs> and zombies. <laughs> we did actually. Yeah. Great minds think well, alike. This, I, I mean, this just brings into that whole thing that you used to believe that we were the same person. So, <laughs> what do you mean used to believe? <laughs> Uh, but no, like stuff where it comes in. She's not like, here um, now, is she? <laughs> she was sleeping <laughs> in the back. You might be able to hear snoring on the pickup, possibly. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but stuff where, it, like, you mainly get it with like Pokemon cards and Yu-Gi-Oh sets. And I know that we went when we went to um, Aflex in Manchester, uh, like that shop that had all the tins and stuff like that. Oh uh, yeah. Uh, that cards come in. I think they're one of the best collectibles in in a weird way. Uh, like I say, just because they're actually useful after you collect them. <laughs> and with those ones as well, like. The ones we saw in Affleck, so they're like they're kind of cheap, from what I remember, right? Uh, some of them were, and some of them weren't. I think it's all about just like yeah. I think it depended on how like widely available they were and stuff like that. Yeah, because yeah. I remember seeing the Yu-Gi-Oh one, and I was like, oh, cool, they have the Yu-Gi-Oh tin. How much is it? And I was like, oh, it's actually relatively cheap. Then I realized there's no cards in it, and I was <laughs> yeah. like, I don't, I don't need. I did the this. same thing. Yeah, I did exactly <laughs> the same thing with the Pokemon. I was like, oh, cool, Pokemon tin. Oh, it is literally just the tin. Is is it? Yeah. <laughs> Oh man. But that's the one thing with like with Pokemon cards as well. Like we I feel like we talked about this before, definitely. But like it's the fact that like back in the day, I think it was like, oh, I want to try and collect all the cards or whatever. And there was it, like your parents even got invested in it, oh we'll get you a binder or whatever and we'll help you collect these or whatever. <laughs> yeah. I know mine did anyway. I don't know. Mine did. Mine did. Yeah, exactly. Yes. I, I remember my mum brought me a binder from work, like just a clear, you know, like a massive A4 oh, binder. Oh like a work binder. <laughs> yeah, like a work binder with with like card slots in it that was like for business oh, yeah. cards and stuff. But she but it had nothing on the front and I had like um the Pokemon art studio for your computer where it was like Oh yeah yeah I know the one. <laughs> yeah. And I printed out I printed out a thing for the front of the of the binder that was like <laughs> Matt's Pokemon collection. <laughs> oh bless. Oh so cool. I had all the friends. Uh, <laughs> I mean, did anyone actually know how to play that properly when they were younger when we were actually collecting it as well or 
I did, yeah. I learned through a friend in the neighborhood who basically taught me by destroying me game after game <laughs> and I had to pick up the rules as I was losing. <laughs> you know, kids teaching each other trading card games. Yeah, that's... See, I learned from... I don't know where the fuck I got it, but it was a CD-ROM, which is a Pokemon trading card learn how to play. Wow, that's so weird. And it's a trainer academy thing. Literally, you just put it in your PC and it tells you how to play the game. <laughs> it sounds like something you might have got in a cereal box or something. Yeah. You know, like back or in like the day on, where they like just on the front of a magazine, like a Pokemon magazine or something like that. Yeah. My, but like my best guess is that I may have bought a kind of structure deck or like a basic and trainer it came thing, with it. And it may have come with it. I think that's where it came from. Yeah, that, that might have been. But I'm not entirely sure on it, but... That's probably actually the most logical choice. Yeah. I learned from the Pokemon trading card game, Game Boy game, <laughs> which was so hard to play. <laughs> yeah, that was impossible. Except the same neighborhood kid who taught me how to play, I lent them the cartridge and then it came back and they beat the game. And I was just like, yeah, I beat the game. <laughs> it's my it's my cartridge, so I beat the game. Was this the same guy? Was this the same kid that like in school and was like, yeah, I've got you three? <laughs> no. But it's the same kid who traded me a non-shiny card for a shiny card. Oh. And then when I told people at school, that's when I learned the word con. <laughs> oh. oh, sad times. That is quite sad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, in fairness, I think I, I did once con someone out of a good Yu-Gi-Oh card for a really bad one. <laughs> it just happened. I don't yeah. know. It's one of those ones. Like, it depends on how much you value that Yu-Gi-Oh card, though. Whether it's like, is it good in terms of playability, or is it good in terms of rarity? Because sometimes, or does it just look cool? Sometimes, it literally, sometimes it is. Oh, that was one's from the anime, and they even want it. Can I have it? And then it's like, okay, yeah, just give me whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but one thing I did want to mention off of my kids in school, there's there's this one moment that I had to just mention it. It's kind of it kind of ties into collecting. But you guys remember the first Dragon Ball Tenkaichi game on PS2? Yeah, yeah. Like my my friend left his was it memory card in my PS2 at one point. I didn't have the game yet, and I was just like, he he kind of very much completed ninety like percent completed it. Uh huh. And I was just like, he left it there. And he's like, oh, can I get it back? And I was like, sure, sure. And I hadn't had the game yet, but I knew I was going to get it at some point for Christmas or whatever. And then <laughs> what I did. I copied his save data from his memory card, <laughs> put it on mine, <laughs> and then was, he was like, "Don't copy my data, right? Because it's my data. I'll know. I know." And I was like, "Okay, yeah, sure, man. I won't do that. I won't do that." Copy the data. He didn't. He didn't fucking find out. Well, how would he? How would he know? Exactly. It's, it's bullshit. It's it's kid bullshit. You know what I mean? It's like, I'll know. And it's like you won't fucking know. <laughs> Called him out as well. Copy that fucking data. Gave it back. Gave the memory card back to him. But then I literally started the game on like Christmas Day or whatever, like with <laughs> everything unlocked. Basically, like, I, like literally almost everything. And then I had like I think I need to unlock like Master Roshi and like Tao Pai Pai or something like that. <laughs> so I got there and I was like, I basically completed this. <laughs> <laughs> On Boxing Day, there was a knock at the door, and they were like, uh, "Have you? Uh, someone's reported that you've uh, copied their game save." Ah <laughs> 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 oh, shit! It's the fans. <laughs> it's the fans. <laughs> it's the game. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> they found out I can't believe 
You know, like when those piracy ads starts play, you wouldn't steal a car. <laughs> you wouldn't steal some saved data from a vi- from from Budokai Tenkaichi. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like that's the way that I kind of skipped over collecting and then just also cheated and kind of made it my own. So. <laughs> my my worst my worst version of that was um the original Zelda Ocarina of Time uh when I was playing it on N64. I was not very good at gaming when I was a kid. Like that that came out what in ninety three something like that so i was still quite young my brother had gotten all the way uh, and he was eight years older than me so he got all the way to ganon's castle and i went and completed like the six different like little trials without realizing that the game would save when i leave oh because <laughs> i was like yeah i did it and then he came on like he'd gone to camp and he came back and he's like what why why the fuck did you do this <laughs> and i was like and i was there like i didn't do that of course i didn't do that why would i do that and he's like no one else here plays video games matthew <laughs> so i stole his uh ganon's castle <laughs> ganon's tower <laughs> i'm sorry mark <laughs> oh man that is incredible <laughs> Now, see, for me, like, I always just lent out games. And, you know, back then, you only had the one save file. Mm-hmm. Yeah. On, like, a cartridge on a Game Boy game or something. So, anytime it came back to me, I just continued that. Because I was also terrible at games. So, when it came back to me, it was further than I ever got. <laughs> and I was just like, yeah, that's my achievement. I did that. Because it's yeah. my game. So, basically, complete it for you. Whose name yeah. is, on the, uh, is on the profile? Uh, mine? Well, you know, you know, luckily, like a lot of them back then, you didn't have that ability so it was yeah. just save file save one or whatever or just save and you're like yeah that's me i did that <laughs> have you ever had it where like you lent the game out and you started it and then you're like okay yeah just play it and just give it back to me and then you came back and the fucking all the data has gone yeah. yes i've had that before that's that's like there's two-way streets in that kind of thing because i remember like i think i definitely told about it before but dungeon dice monsters collected a shit ton of that <laughs> fucking started playing it like on a school trip I didn't ask someone for like, what was it, two hours? And then fucking come back. All my fucking dice are gone. Had to fucking start the whole game again. Like, motherfucker. (laughs) Oh, mate. Same. I went on a school trip. You know, like your residency trip. Like, you're one week away in year six, right? Yeah, yeah. Mm. I gave out a Crash Bandicoot on Game Boy. Mm. Came back to me. Someone had basically gotten to where I got to, but they also deleted my file to get there. And I was like, why would you do that? (laughs) Just play through the missions I've already done. yeah. Well, also, that game was one where you could name the save file. So they purposefully <laughs> deleted my file, put their <laughs> own name in, and then fucking got to the same point. And I was like, what is wrong with you? Why would you do that? Kids are assholes, man. <laughs> thought, yeah, you're telling me. Fucking hell. Yeah, they'll steal your save data as well. Fucking hell, bastards. <laughs> in fairness, talking about collecting yeah. and my brother... I can actually say he did get his own back on me, not in a horrible way. Um, so I think it was Pokemon Yellow. I had, I was obviously young, so I loved Butterfree, uh, even though it's a terrible Pokemon in the long term. <laughs> but I'd put a ton of levels into it. And he was trying to complete his Pokedex. So it was like, oh, I'm going to use your game tonight. You know, like I went to bed and I was like, yeah, you can use my game to trade and whatever. And he traded my Butterfree for a Machoke. And the Link trade messed up, basically deleted my Butterfree. And we both got him a champ. Oh, <laughs> He was like, oh, but it's really good because you got my champ. And I was like, but that was my Butterfree. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's... Yeah. He didn't do it on purpose, obviously. It was just like a mess up during the Link trade. But yeah, that that was a bit heartbreaking for me in terms of <laughs> the amount of time I put into <laughs> oh, a Butterfree. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which I think was called Wormy because I used to always call it that. <laughs> <laughs> no matter what, a caterpillar, it's clearly a caterpillar. It's a worm. worm. <laughs> I was not a smart child. 
That's all right. Back then, some of them you couldn't tell. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what its evolution was going to be. <laughs> well, I mean, like, red and blue especially. Those those fucking... I don't know what was up with them sprites. Oh, God. Early day sprites. Do, uh, some of them, like... Have you ever seen the thing where, like, the sprites... They show the sprites from the Japanese one and they look fine. Like, the coughing was upside down in red and blue. Yeah. But in red and green, it was the right way around. Well, like, the one I always think of is, like, Pidgey in red literally just look like a fucking <laughs> it's sparrow a bird. it's legit a bird, it was yeah. literally just yeah. a bird and you're like pidgey does kind of look just like a bird but not like that fucking realistic yeah <laughs> what i remember is the ekans because the ekans literally just looks like a fucking sock puppet yeah yes. and it, it doesn't it doesn't it literally it's it's the most basic fucking it's just a snake it don't even need to be that complicated. <laughs> it's a snake, but it don't even look like one. You know <laughs> what it is? It's because it still had like the really big mouth, but like all of Ekins is like really thin in the sprite. <laughs> yeah. So then you're just like, that doesn't look real. <laughs> I mean, in fairness, we say that and you're like, it's just a snake. And then people complain about how basic some of the designs are these days. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's a snake yeah. and it was a bird. Oh, it's not cool because it was garbage. Well, yeah, I mean... <laughs> <laughs> we had a we had a thing that looked like a pokeball <laughs> it literally was a pokeball yeah i mean also if you think about it one of the starters is literally just a turtle yeah yeah <laughs> that becomes a bigger turtle <laughs> that gets cannons on its back yeah <laughs> how does evolution include cannons um <laughs> <laughs> because what, what part of evolution went hey he needs a cannon. <laughs> <laughs> fight or flight response. <laughs> I, need I, to fight. I, I understand bald to kind of bud to flower, and I understand you know small lizard to bigger lizard with you know wings because it's kind of well, it's not a dragon, but we know it's meant to be a dragon. Yeah. But yeah, they were just like, ah, this turtle's boring. Give it cannons. <laughs> you know what? It's because all them turtles kept going into them Pokemon wars. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> oh, this episode we'll be going discussing law and Pokemon. Pokemon law. <laughs> okay, well, Lieutenant Surge, Lieutenant Surge adds to that law quite a lot. <laughs> <laughs> that's the old, that's the biggest thing. Like he introduced it and I feel like they forgot about it. Oh yeah, that war. Should we should we bring that back? No, him and then what was it in uh, X and Y it was like AZ. Literally they left it to X and Y to bring this shit back up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yes, yeah, so there was a war and it war. killed everyone. <laughs> I mean like I don't think I think it was like tiny things sprinkled here and there, but you're pretty much right. Like we didn't have anything big and concrete until then, but No, literally it's... that's like something different. <laughs> we'll do another episode <laughs> speculate on that I'll be on for that one that'll be great <laughs> <laughs> we probably won't because I'm not gonna lie I can't be asked to research that shit I don't yeah we'll see <laughs> we'll just piece, it, just piece it together from knowledge you already have <laughs> yeah. current knowledge I was gonna say so what you want is that we're all gonna just make headcanon because none of us know anything and should boys gonna... headcanon <laughs> we're literally just gonna fucking write our own little fucking like what if like fanfic right there like <laughs> what if pokemon war was real <laughs> <laughs> except someone will then come back and be like it was because of this and it's like well i didn't read anything i just sort of made and it and you'll up. be like thanks for listening <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Don't forget to like favorites is <laughs> Goodness me. But yeah, I think back on topic. Yeah, collecting is big part of my <laughs> it's, it's a big part of my life in terms of gaming and stuff like that, definitely. Yeah. And I will definitely play a game till sometimes till I hate it with collecting. I will not deny there has been certain times I've played a game trying to get a trophy and things like that and I have literally hated it. I mean, I can't imagine 
every game is nice to completionists and collectors. You know what I mean? Shadow of the, Shadow of the Colossus, the third Colossi, the the like the the knight with the sword or whatever. Yeah. There's literally a trophy for it where you don't make it break like part of its armor. You have to like use the sword that it has when it flicks it up. It flicks it up, and you have to just get on there, and it is the worst. Oh. It's the worst, because you, you think you're in the right position every time, and you run back to the same position, you're like, I was really close with this one, so I'll move slightly. No, completely off. Mm. That stuff like that, obviously, with, with completionists, is it's it's an annoying life. <laughs> you have to really gauge, is the payoff worth it with that kind of stuff? Sometimes you don't even know if the payoff's worth it until you've done it, and then they go, no, that's it. <laughs> you get nothing. <laughs> yeah, that's it, isn't it? Like, sometimes it's, just like, it's bragging, right? Sometimes it's literally just like, yeah, I've done that. Like, how long did it take you? About two two days. <laughs> But then, like, you say bragging rights, but who's going to even care if you do brag? That's it. That's the sort of thing. I don't, yeah. This might be a small spoiler. I've not done it myself, but I have seen someone that has come You know Pokemon Legends Arceus, obviously? Yeah. yeah. Their Pokedex thing where it's like, hey, see a Pokemon do this move this many times. See it evolve, catch it this many, and everything like that. I've seen someone complete every single one for every single entry for every single Pokemon. You get nothing. I can imagine so. Like, they, they do... <laughs> not even, not even, a, not even a well done. You get nothing. <laughs> I mean, like, I know I kind of just assumed you'd get nothing, though. You know what I mean? I don't know though, because I feel like if they're gonna put all that in there, they should have something. Do you know what I mean? Like, they. I mean, they're not obligated to though. That's the thing. Like, and I'm like, I'm with Pepe. They're not. But why put it all in there then? I think that some, sometimes uh, you have to think like what, like you know, when you complete the Pokedex, like without all the individual things, you'll probably get something. Like, I can't remember because I actually never. I don't think I actually completed the Pokedex in Arceus. Actually, I think I got very close. I'm one off. Um, no, I couldn't. I didn't. I definitely didn't because I didn't get the Arceus. <laughs> you didn't. You didn't get Arceus. Uh, yeah, yeah, because that's how you get it. Like, I don't know, like if. Do you get anything from that apart from the Arceus? I don't think you even get like a certificate saying you did it. I think you just get the Arceus. No. I mean, I don't think any of us can tell you. Again, I'm like one entry off from completing the entire decks, but... Because that's the, that's the one thing. I think sometimes... <laughs> I'm like, didn't even do like the third uh, Pokemon like God thing. So I really dropped off that game quick. I dropped off that quick. Uh... Really? Oh, that's, a, that's surprising. That game was really good. I love that game. So you say that, and yet I found it really boring. But maybe that's because I was trying to do every single entry. Yeah, most likely, because that's... I can't... Yeah, like... I didn't just run around trying to catch stuff. I was like, I need to catch this thing more times. I need to use this move so many times. And I'd try and do it before moving on to the next area. So that's probably where I messed up quite a bit with that game. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah, see, I didn't do that. I did, like... I have... Like, the thing is, I got more of a appreciation for Arceus now, especially now that the new ones are out, Scarlet and Violet, because like so much of what was in that, you can sort of see that they were testing. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, to move into the new... In something else to move it to the main series. So like, I have a greater appreciation in that sense, but also like, I don't know, with Arceus, it wasn't so much that I was like, oh, I've got to do all this now. I was just having fun running around and doing Pokemon, but in a different way. Absolutely, yeah. Like for Arceus, like, it was the first time you've had that kind of game. And I think... When you compare it to Scarlet and Violet, like Scarlet and Violet has a lot of issues with it that Arceus didn't have, but also Arceus had some different things. But like, yeah, but like a lot of the DNA is there. You know what I mean? Like, I, f I feel like it just needs a couple of patches though, for Scarlet and Violet to sort out certain things. Well, you think so, right? But I mean, that first patch, I don't think it did anything for my game personally. 
So I don't know how many patches it's going to take. It made the Pokemon actually look like they're sleeping. So Yeah, it made them close their eyes. Oh, yay. Great. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Instead of laying dead on the floor. <laughs> yeah, but what about my fucking like, frame lag? Um... What, you didn't like being in the, in the school thing where there's like two frames per seven seconds? No, I actually loved that because I thought <laughs> that, that was hilarious. That was amazing. I think some of it is, I think it's like just seeing stuff in the background that's moving like a fucking <laughs> slideshow. Is I think it's jokes. That stuff was funny to me, right? I love that. But there are some like areas where I'm like, I cannot move and I need to do some grinding or something. And it is literally running at like five frames. I mean, you know the worst thing that happened during me and Fuss playing it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's also that. Like, there's just like other stability things that need to happen. But I'm like, I don't know how many patches are going to come out. But by this point, I'm almost finished with the game anyway. So I'm kind of like, oh, I don't care. <laughs> by the time they fix it, I'll probably be done anyway. <laughs> I mean, there'll be DLC. Out. I think maybe they're trying to focus on that shit first. And then like, they'll be like... They, they do understand DLC a little bit more now. So yeah again there's also that one fucking grayed out area on the map that's gotta be that's gotta be it yeah yeah, well, yeah but they also had that in arceus and never did anything with it <laughs> that's true that is also true it's nintendo they they move different like you you can't predict them yeah <laughs> it took them quite a while to discover what dlc was <laughs> so it took them quite a while to discover what anything was <laughs> <laughs> but we right. love you nintendo <laughs> There's so much stuff that they had to learn because they were just like, no, nah, we don't do that. That's not Nintendo. And then it's like, yeah, well, everyone else does it. And that's how they make more money. So, you know. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, I'm just like conscious of like, time on that. But is there anything else you wanted to bring up before we uh, wrap up the show at all? Uh, no. Thank you very much for me on the show. Obviously, self-promote. Yeah. Come check us out on Twitch. Uh, the Powered Up Couple. <laughs> <laughs> follow them on twitter as well i know i said it all yes. in the last episode please go follow the powered up couple on twitch on twitter so you get notified when they're streaming and you know do all the social stuff for all of our friends of the channel mm -hmm. support them support us it's all good absolutely you never know we might have you guys on a stream at some point that'd be a bit of fun Ooh. Hey. that'd be fun depends on what we're playing i might just be there to troll do you want to play some left for dead nate <laughs> <laughs> only if i can make some amazing trick shots like i did before but i don't off. think i'll ever be yeah i don't think i'll ever pull that off again never again god that's probably like my <laughs> crowning achievement as a gamer and only you know it <laughs> only you and me have the knowledge of that fuck you know and it wasn't even recorded that was just in a fucking yeah that was just practice uh, private game <laughs> so <laughs> sad times anyway thanks for listening guys don't forget, follow us on Twitter, check us out on podcast platforms, and we'll catch you next time for another Cultured Boys. Bye. Bye. See you.